Welcome to What's Working in Washington on federalnewsradio.com and 1500 AM. Hi, I'm Jonathan Aberman. Coming up on today's show, if you show me 10 posts on Twitter, I will know you better than your friends. If you show me 100 posts, I'll know you better than your spouse. You show me 300 posts, I'll know you better than you know yourself. The upcoming event in August is going to be a civic impact event. And so the theme on all the ideas that we're encouraging our attendees to produce are startup ideas that solve a big problem, particularly a social problem or an environmental problem. You know, having felt that pain point, that inability to do outreach effectively, that inability to activate the unusual suspects, I thought, what a great idea for a company. On today's show, an opportunity to learn about how technology is being applied to unlock the secrets of personality for opposition research for political campaigns and also to help follow and understand CEOs and leaders just generally. Technology entrepreneurship, as you know, is something that a lot of people want to try. Well, here's your chance. Startup Weekend is almost here. We're going to talk with John Balcom, one of the community organizers of Startup Weekend, about what a Startup Weekend is and why it could be something that you could be interested in if you're wanting to become an entrepreneur. Speaking of an entrepreneurship, a principal way that entrepreneurs are helping the federal government is crowdsourcing ideas. We're going to talk with Michael Contreras, and he's going to talk about how, well, how you can burst out of government work into the private sector and how ideas can get connected in new and interesting ways to help our nation's national security and also the economy grow more rapidly. So that's what we've got for you in this week's show. Today's show is brought to you by Montgomery County Economic Development Corporation, MCEDC, helping companies start, grow, and accelerate business in Montgomery County. The future starts here. Go to thinkmoco.com today. A special thanks to our sponsor, Eagle Bank. How do you get to be number one in the D.C. area? Eagle Bank did it by putting relationships first. They're flexible, involved, responsive, strong, and trusted. Eagle Bank's goal is your success. Technology's clearly come to the president in a big way, so he says when he talks on Twitter, but there's a bigger issue, which is modern technology is changing politics as we speak. Our next guest is Bill Frischling. He is the founder of Fact Square, and he is in the middle of these trends. Bill, is it true to say that technology is an arms race in politics right now? It is absolutely an arms race in technology and politics. Everything is moving at such a rapid clip that what was current last week is no longer current today. And if you're not keeping up on what the latest tools can do to figure out what somebody's thinking, what somebody's saying, what the populace is thinking, you're already behind. People listening to the show would be somewhat familiar with the idea of technology creating, quote, false news or technology providing insight into how somebody's going to vote. But that's almost, that's last year. That's, that's over. So give me some examples of where your company is uh, applying technology right now as a way to... Uh, help understand politicians and political campaigns. So what we do is provide a way to instantly search and analyze anything a person has ever said. 
So we've been doing this with Donald Trump now for about six months. We have about 37 years of everything he's ever said publicly. And what that lets you do is look at not only what he's saying currently about an issue, it lets you look at what he said previously. It lets you look at how happy or sad he was when he was talking about it. It lets you look at whether or not he was positive, excited, hesitant, whether or not he was stressed. It lets you pull all of this information out and know not only what he said, but what he felt. Now, reporters will say, oh, well, that's what my research department and my newspaper does. Doesn't this already happen already? It doesn't. It doesn't. A lot of this is built on, for lack of a better, for lack of a better term, opinion, inference. You're listening to somebody and you're saying, I think this person is really excited or I think this person is nervous. But somebody sitting next to you will say, no, they're not nervous. They're super confident. This is math. This is going in and analyzing micro tremors and voices. It's analyzing waveforms. It's looking at it, comparing it against how different voices respond and letting you, for example, know, no, there isn't an opinion. He's actually nervous when he's saying this. These are things you really can't fake. So what you're talking about, therefore, is it's there's objectivity around, you call it math. Mm -hmm. I assume that people who specialize in psychology and the psychology of, of speech have identified patterns and the algorithms are just identifying these patterns, right? Absolutely. Okay. So this is all so this is all feeding into a system that just makes it just makes it easier to do these kinds of analysis and to pull this information out. So I assume this platform can be used for anyone. Absolutely. That's part of what we're doing. Okay. Uh, but at this moment in time, since we started with a president who has said in all caps on Twitter not too long ago that the 21st century president uses technology. Absolutely. Uh, you've applied this technology. What have you learned about uh, President Trump through uh, applying these different inference drawings technologies to his presidency so far? Do we have a couple hours? Well, we've got another three or four minutes. <laughs> okay. Um, so, so high level, for example, what it lets us do is we found things where he's been consistent. Since the early 80s, he's been very consistent on NATO and saying things like, our partners need to pay their own way. That's very, you know, follow. you could follow a straight line all the way through and also the confidence in the voice, the assurance, all of that data, all of that data follows along. Now, the flip side is if you look at, let's say, for example, on China, He's been back and forth negative on China, but mostly negative, usually around um, trade and trade practices. Right when the election start, he didn't say a single positive thing, according to the analysis, through the election up until the week before he met with President Xi in April, where suddenly uh, the main topics stopped being about trade wars and currency manipulation and started being about North Korea partner and working together. And everything he said since has been positive. Uh, 